Hello, everyone. Welcome to our podcast. Here we will delicately and tactfully walk through each psychological issue. Psych! This podcast is meant for entertainment purposes only. This is not intended as individual, psychological, or medical advice. Please proceed at your own risk and always defer to your individual medical or mental health care team. Basically, don't make it weird, guys. Right. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to Shit Your Shrink Thanks. Uh, change. What do you good? What do you good? A change. What do you good? I think a change. A change. What do you good? Oh, you good? A change. It would do you good. It would. I wanted to say it as like concretely as possible and see what would happen. It really threw me off, man. Like, no, wait. Uh, are you singing? What is that? You were doing like the background vocals to it and then you just weren't. I think a lot of people think I'm doing a lot of things that I'm just not doing. Turns out I wasn't participating at all. <laughs> hey guys, welcome back to Shit Your Shrink Thinks, a podcast about things therapists think when they're on the other side of the chair. Yeah. We get to tell you about mental health fun facts and what we do, actually, personally. Right, yeah. We share our own experiences with mental health and our own efforts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We, we all on the struggle bus sometimes. Yeah. I don't know about successes, but certainly efforts. Yeah. <laughs> we, we are at maximum effort. That's true. So we also have a Patreon, www.patreon.com forward slash shit your shrink things. Check us out on there. If you're liking what we're doing, consider leaving a tip in the chip jar. We also have some guided meditations on there as well as some worksheets. We need mm-hmm. to update it, but yeah, we we're do. waiting until we get a little bit more traction on yeah, the Patreon. Yeah. <laughs> So the more you support us, the more we'll have time. The more to... we'll end up, yeah, being able to put on there. Yeah. Yes. As you guys might remember, we are still learning about each other on this podcast, and we like to share random stories that maybe the co-host doesn't know about us, or just share something in general that we find good and encouraging and yeah. uplifting or whatever. So, yeah. Sunny, what's your what's good? Well, I want to it's more of a desire than anything so i often find this is so silly because i'm in a landlocked place right now but (laughs) i am very into ocean and lake and river based activities i really like water there's a lot of lakes and rivers yeah that's true i this one might be more of an ocean based you'll see in a second but as you know i like to i try to scuba you can do that in anywhere it's more ocean but you can do that anywhere and i really enjoy kind of like water sports jet skiing is one of them but i also Mm. i don't remember if i ever told you this but i used to water ski pretty avidly oh i didn't know that that's cool yeah yeah i I would die i don't know if i have the balance for that there are some times where i have almost died uh i've jumped wakes like crossed a wake and then which is a giant wave in the water and then biffed it and my ski fell off almost caught me in my own head and i almost you know bit the dust there there's a lot of times i feel like i almost (laughs) did not make it and just got really really lucky so anyway but i enjoy water-based activities and i was thinking my next foray what i wanted to do next was to try to learn sailing 
Ooh. Yeah, I know. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be fun. I have visions of myself in like <laughs> little anchor themed pashminas <laughs> and like boat shoes and big old sunglasses. And I just there's a sail. lot of work I think that goes with. I mean, you have to learn a lot of boat terms and yeah. how to tie things and yeah, moving the sail dinghy (laughs) (laughs) quit playing with your dinghy (laughs) moving the stuff i don't know sailboat terms yeah sailboat terms yeah yeah i actually i hear there is a sail club around here no way yeah that's really surprising like you said because this is not a landlocked area yeah not an oceanic area yeah yeah that's cool yeah i i heard about it from an old roommate of mine actually uh i had gotten him boat shoes for his birthday uh like some Spearies because he used to sail and yeah he was telling me that i think it was him that was telling me that there is actually a sail club in the area so i might i might try that out so i'm just gonna have all of these aquatic skills that i have (laughs) no way to apply this is like me learning german what was the point of me learning german i don't apply it expansion in the direction desired that's it that's it that's it it was just i just wanted to learn it and so now i know it Also, side note, Swiss German and like regular German are two totally different things because, yeah. That makes sense. There's a lot of different dialects within every single language, honestly. Yeah. Anyway, that's (laughs) not even going to go into how I know that. I just (laughs) have had some misunderstandings. (laughs) But yeah, so I wanted to learn sailing. That's my what's good. It's not going to happen immediately. It'll probably be a... A long-term goal. Yeah, within the next year sort of a thing. Uh, Cool. But... I always can tell if I'm feeling a little bit better because then I get a inspiration to do something. Yeah. Sure. I get a wild hair and I'm I decide I'm just gonna learn this. And so I have these like weird hobbies and talents and I usually <laughs> when I'm feeling good will engage in one of those. What's good with you this week? I dig it. Mine is just a nugget of information for us all to digest. Yeah, okay. I like nugs. So healing is not becoming the best version of yourself. Healing is letting the worst version of yourself be loved. Mm. So when we're trying to look at and become the best version of ourselves, we're really only creating anxiety. We might feel like we're never going to achieve it. It's We're setting a really high bar that how the fuck do you even measure that? Mm. You know. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you are saying that every single version of me deserves love and grace, That's really a place of healing when we can empathize with all of those versions of ourselves, even the ones maybe we're ashamed of, even of the ones that, you know, I'm not real proud, not real proud of that. But I I can show myself empathy to the person I was in that moment. Mm -hmm. That's that's what real healing is. That's when we know we're actually taking a path of like healing ourselves. Yeah. So I just wanted to throw that nug out there because I think a lot of times, again, social media type shit makes you feel like you're trying to just be better, do better, be the be the best you can be, which yeah. ultimately, I mean, yeah, do your best, but sometimes your best is a real shitty person. And that, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. that happens. Yep. And if you can be empathetic towards yourself in that moment, reflecting on it, then. Yeah, it is. It's personal growth. That's a, that's a saucy nug you've broken off for us. Yeah. yeah. Yum, yum. Mm. <laughs> yeah. I came across and I was like, ooh, yeah. Yeah, you're vibing with that. Yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it. Thank you for that one. (laughs) So what was your homework last week? What did you try? So my homework was to ground myself. And I definitely didn't do it as frequently as my intentions were. But Mm -hmm. I did do it at at least, you know, kind of once within an activity. And I mean, it feels good to do. Yeah. So 
I guess, success. I, overall, again, it's one of those things just to continually check in on and pay attention to. And mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, I, I like it. How did you do with yours? Oh, good. I It was just the noticing stuff. And I certainly have noticed that I, <laughs> I, I do. I Yep. I meet criteria. I do dissociate sometimes more than I think and that I have like particular patterns for it. Mm. Um, more nighttime based, which is really interesting. And yeah, it was just more like me just realizing that, oh, I, you know, I have this really garbage memory (laughs) and I wonder why I have such a bad memory. I think I'm just kind of like popping in and out of reality from time to time. (laughs) It doesn't, again, it's not, I don't find it like disturbing or troublesome. I think like many do, I don't find it makes me afraid or anything like that. It's more just a thing that maybe I'm predisposed to do just mentally. Yeah. And I will think I'm in a different place for just a hot just a hot second. It's going to be a real problem if I ever get like full-blown dementia because it is, I am not. <laughs> well, and like you said, if you're being more aware and you're starting to recognize, well, this happens more at night, you're, if you can start to recognize those triggers, you might be able to yeah. do a few more exercises to kind of keep yourself present instead of, you know, going off into the abyss like you might randomly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I prefer to think of it as blinking into the astral plane much like a a dungeons and dragons (laughs) reference i'm just i'm just blinking into the other plane for a second no big deal (laughs) uh yes i do like to contextualize (laughs) all mental health conditions in in uh something lord of the rings dungeons and dragons or video game based i think those a lot of those fantasy worlds have a lot more reality in them than we care to admit hell to the yeah man Hell to the end. Yeah. Yeah. That's validating. That's you guys. That's how you do validation right there. (laughs) That was it. She did it. She did it. So what are we talking about today? Because I think you're the mastermind behind this particular one. Yeah. This week we're talking and discussing the difficulty of changing our behaviors and habits. Yeah. So we've previously talked about the stages of change, but today we want to just talk about how difficult it is to consistently make those changes. We might recognize the need. We might even make some progress. But as humans, we tend to fall back on those old habits and routines. So first, we kind of just want to normalize and discuss some of our own personal experience with this. And and then a little bit of what, what we've seen in clients with just how hard it is to flip and do something different. Yes, <laughs> yes. So how did you decide to come up with this topic area? What made you <laughs> say to you? <laughs> yeah, this was a little bit of me search. Yep, that's uh, cool. Hey, it's our podcast. Yeah. We do what we it. want. Yeah. So we do hauntings in July and <laughs> whatever. We don't give a right, F. Spooky. <laughs> spooky summer. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. And we, then we can do our own self-reflections also. So yeah. sit back while we monologue, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, to be honest, I decided I wanted to do this topic because I'm just, like I said in the last podcast, I'm on the struggle bus. These last couple of months have been really hard. And when I reflect, if I really think about it, I can see the amount of self-growth that I've had and the change that I've had over the years. However, I've recently kind of noticed that I've fallen back into some more unhelpful behaviors surrounding my change efforts with self-care. And... It's kind of been like that hamster on a wheel and it's running, it's running, it's running, it's running. And then like they get like tripped up and they do like a couple (laughs) wheelies, like woo woo, and then they start running again. And like that's kind of where I've been and I've had a lot more of the trip ups (laughs) recently. You're just getting thrown around the hamster wheel. thrown around the hamster wheel. And I I mean, I'm a tank. I'm going to keep fucking going and grinding through it. But 
I just really noticed that I was struggling to maintain the changes that I had kind of already started to do and was doing pretty good on. And now I'm just fucking back and not doing it land. (laughs) So, (laughs) yeah. So I wanted to kind of process a little bit about, you know, how difficult it is to change and talk about it more and normalize it. Yeah. And and why it is so hard to make a behavior change that maybe your therapist is asking you to do or maybe that you you just want to do why it is so hard to keep it going to start it and to keep it going yeah i would say that i'm personally decent at shorter term behavior change but i'm not as good at like the root cause change so i can do Mm. the intermediate stuff fairly simply but i will not change the root thinking pattern or schema yeah that produces the problematic behavior. <laughs> so that means that <laughs> Which it's temporary. Means it comes back. Exactly. It means right. it's temporary. It means I don't solve it entirely. So I can patchwork look like a real <laughs> like I look like yeah. a baller. <laughs> but <laughs> but don't dig. <laughs> but do not dig in there because <laughs> that will disrupt the entire system. I would say so like things that are just examples. Like I can do exercise goals really easily, but nutrition goals will elude me. So that's like If you get down to the foundation, it's like, well, exercise could be the compensation for not treating your body well and Mm -hmm. eating well. But if you were to just maybe be more mindful about your choices and get down with some of the like present focus, then you could eat better. But I so I can do that intermediate thing. But the harder thing is often more difficult for me to access or I can do achievements like learning a new hobby like sailing or I can do achievements like learning how to podcast or whatever like I can learn whatever and I find myself motivated for that towards action or movement but things that are not action or movement oriented like mindfulness cognitive stuff mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. like yeah I don't know about all that (laughs) yeah it's just not my thing different amount of level and awareness and concentration and effort I think for those things whereas you feel if you're doing an action thing, you're like, I did the thing. Yeah. You know, it's, it's easy to acknowledge and check it off. Whereas yeah. some of those other things, you could be kind of doing the thing, but you don't fully feel like you're doing the thing because, mm-hmm. well, shit, it's it's not. There's no outward. It's not like a quick outward signal. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I and need a lot of validation cookies. I- like <laughs> I need like every, I just like deeply need validation cookies. And so the check marks or yeah. the tangibles, the deliverables, so to speak, help me to see I'm doing the thing and I'm getting validation. Here's my cookie. But then I will struggle with things that don't give me cookies right away. So I'm yeah. hard to keep motivated unless I see like behavior change is hard for me unless I see immediate progress or not immediate, but like quick-ish right, progress. Right, where you're like, I did it. I at least, I I may have done it, done it gracefully, yeah. but I did it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I hover in the behavior change world. Yeah. I think I, I'm a similar thing. And I know for me, I'm really good about making an effort for others. Like mm-hmm. I will go above and beyond. But when it comes to my own needs and my own self-care like I'm not always good about even recognizing when I'm empty like I'm like I'm still just spooning it out even though there's nothing there (laughs) and you know that that's been something that I've been trying to work on and I've just completely fallen off that horse where I just Mm -hmm. I'm back in like just spooning it out mode without Mm -hmm. paying attention to the fact that I'm scraping nothing (laughs) yeah well that's another reason why behavior change is so hard is if you get stressed, then habits. It's just yeah, your oldest you're going habits. back to it. Yep. Like whatever is the easiest habit for your brain to grab onto, mm-hmm. whatever has been the most consistent throughout your life, 
that's the habit it's going to start doing. And if it was a bad habit, it's going to do a bad habit. It's not your fault. It's just, yeah, that's that, what it's going to That's how choose. our brain survives. That's, yeah. again, it's like, mm, we don't have the capacity to do this shit no more. So yeah. you're going back to basics, bitch. Yeah, yeah. We're, <laughs> we're going to do the thing we don't have to dedicate any glucose to. Right. <laughs> so with patients, I think neither of us have ever really seen a client just straight make a change without no. eventually failing and needing to adjust their goal. Growth and change is never a freaking linear process. And again, I, I fall victim to like expecting myself to just climb up the hill without stumbling occasionally. But mm-hmm. it's not. And I've never seen that in any other any other person. No. You, know, you get stuck and you're like, well, shit, what got me stuck? Okay, let's process that. Let's Let's learn from that and let's move forward and reassess that goal, reassign that goal. And yet to myself, sometimes I'm like, well, bitch, why didn't you do it? Yeah. <laughs> like, just yeah, do it. Yeah. <laughs> Shia LaBeouf, just yeah, do it. Delay your it. dreamy dreams. Just do it. Yeah. I agree. And I I see clients get really hard on themselves a lot of times because they'll tell me, you know, oh, I had a trigger again and now I feel like I'm back at square one or mm-hmm. I, I had this relapse and I'm back at square one. It's like, no, you're not back at square one. You still know all the new skills. You still have all these tools. Yeah. It's just that when you change something that is a habit, there is you're gonna you're gonna have resurgences there's no way around it the end like you're gonna fall back into old patterns and i i like to think about it negative behaviors are a lot more like a volcano going dormant than a volcano going inactive so Mm. you will still have a volcanic burst from time to time but it's it, it can go dormant it's just that you need to expect that sometimes there will be interruption also, and that's fine. It right. is just temporary. We right. Can, we have to go back, though. But that's why behavior change can be so hard, too, is that, yep, people are hard on themselves when they do mess Fall it back. up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Overall, we all struggle, and almost every single change model that ever is anywhere talks about the fact that you're going to have kind of a relapse into those old behaviors. Yep. I would say the most consistent thing I see with clients is overreaching. Uh, they will set these huge, huge, huge goals. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, there is no way. <laughs> like, there's right. just no way. I couldn't do that in a year. And, yeah. you know. And you're trying to do it within two weeks. weeks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, that is just not going to work. And so I have empathy when things like that don't get done. And especially when behaviors don't change over and over again with a client. It does seem like there are a lot of options you can look at. Maybe they're not motivated to change it right now. Maybe it's too big of a goal. Maybe it's the wrong goal or they Mm -hmm. don't understand the importance or how um, or they don't have the tools. There's a lot of reasons why behavior change can be hard. So let's talk about that. Why is something that sounds so easy so hard when we feel ready yet when making consistent change is actually hard? Why is that? Overall, behavior change is complicated and complex because it requires a person to disrupt their current habit while simultaneously fostering a new one and possibly really unfamiliar set of actions. So not only are you being like catching yourself in that old habit and being like, nah, not today. You're also trying to literally do something you've never done before. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And that's really hard. You know, how often have you set a New Year's resolution or a random goal for yourself and completely given up on that goal just within a few flipping weeks? Yeah. <laughs> you know? like, yeah. It's it's complicated. It's com- – yeah. There are more steps than just one step, and that is one of the first reasons why behavior change is hard is because we think about it as this one thing, this mm-hmm. one – let's say I'm – I want, just want to eat more vegetables in the week, and that's the only behavior I want to do. 
okay, well, homie, there's like, you're go- you got to go to the grocery store, then you need to find the money for the vegetables, and you need to pick out which specific vegetables, then you need to cook and prepare the vegetables. Like, right. each. And how many vegetables are you going to eat? Exactly. Like, what are you replacing from that? Exactly. Yeah. So there's a lot of steps that I think people don't take into account. Yeah. They just say, this is the thing I want to do. And then there's all of this other background that has to take place. And so it's complicated. That's the very first reason why behavior change is so hard. Yeah. And there are some primary reasons. One of the first things is a lot of times we're motivated by negative emotions. It's not that we're actually like, yep. this is exciting and I'm a, I'm a looking That's forward me. to this. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's we want to do it because of negative things. So while you'd think that maybe having a strong felt negative emotion like regret, shame, fear, or guilt would drive us to making a lasting behavior change, it's really the opposite. Negative emotions often trigger us to think about everything we're not doing or make us Mm -hmm. feel like we're doing it wrong. It's really horrible fuel for making that change stick. Again, look back at Maslow's hierarchy. If we're lacking, if we're in that deficiency state, even emotionally, we're not going to have near the growth or positive change or it's just going to be that much more difficult to actually engage and follow through on. You might make a step, but you're going to fall back into it. Yeah. A lot of people, I mean, this is where avoidance really comes into play. So a lot of people want to avoid the shame or the guilt or Mm -hmm. the sadness that comes along with acknowledging that they're not doing the right thing in the first place. And so the avoidance creeps up. People want to not think about it. And then they eventually don't change the behavior. They just keep doing the old pattern because they want to avoid the painful part of looking at what they're actually doing right now. Yeah. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, you got to go through it. <laughs> There's not really a way around it. It's like, yep, I feel this way. And it's about tolerating those negative emotions and seeing if you can feed yourself something positive. But at the end of the day, you are going to have to tolerate some unpleasantness and right. not avoid it in right. order to make the behavior change which sucks like I, and i think suck. a lot of people really believe there's a way around that yeah like yeah i can just not address this i'll still get through it and i'll still advance yeah <laughs> well and two it's like you okay well let's go back to the vegetables example you know there is probably a root reason why you keep sleeping slipping back into not eating vegetables mm-hmm. and maybe that's because you're always too busy with work and you're a workaholic so yeah. you want to avoid the issue of addressing why you're a workaholic maybe you don't feel like you have a good social life right it connects to all these little things yeah. and so when you are trying to change a behavior you might not even get the right like thin, right, right. Not, you might not even be the root, right root that yeah, you're picking at. Exactly. Yeah. So, or you, even, I think with the vegetables too, a lot of people want to take that change because they hate their body. Yep. It's a yeah. I hate myself. I hate my body. I have the shame. Yeah. So I'm going to try to do something different. Whereas, and and those they make the change out of something negative, right? Yeah. And and generally those don't tend to last. Whereas the people who I've seen who are like, you know, I just want to treat my body better. Like I this, you know, body is a temple. Like I mm. I want to love my body. Mm-hmm. I you know like I'm trying to get more comfortable in my body and feel appreciation for it. Yeah. Those those kind of changes actually tend to last. Yeah. Oh god, I can I can really hear the people and feel the people who make behavior changes out of like a negative thing is happening, so I just want the negative thing to stop happening. Mm-hmm. That's when I change my behavior. That's when I'm most likely to do something about shit is going wrong. I'm like, "Okay, well, <laughs> uh, how do I put out this fire?" <laughs> now I, now I've had a consequence, uh, but it doesn't last. 
Uh, it doesn't last. You have to be a, it can last, but you have to pair it with approaching something positive. Right. It, yeah. You have to, it has, has to, to be, be a positive thing yeah. within that to yeah. make it actually stick. Yeah, yeah. We're not going to we're not black and white in this. We're yeah. not saying never, yeah. you know, but, but yeah. rare. <laughs> so another reason that they have a hard time changing behaviors is because our brains don't like change. So tell us about that. Why do our why do our little neurons don't they don't love that change so much? Yeah, neuroscience has actually researched this. Our brains are pretty much wired for laziness. Yeah. Because we we think about all the countless pieces of data that we take in every single day mm-hmm. and we're trying to interpret it and make sense of it and we're trying to engage our brain literally just tries to make shortcuts because we can't fully engage in all of those pieces of information that we're that we're doing. So that pattern recognition and resorting to habits is how our brain is meant to function. It does that as like a survival thing. It's it's built to do that so we can have the capacity when we need the capacity. Yeah. Yeah, it is designed to conserve fuel. Yes. And it's not going to want to expend fuel glucose on making new little neurons and forming new little neuronal pathways if it doesn't have to, if it's not urgent. So our brains are resistant to change. Yeah. And thanks to fMRI technology, we know that when you try to convince people to overcome their confirmation bias, our brains react actually- Yeah. Our brains react as if we're in pain. When you're trying to present them with information against what they believe and know and feel. Mm -hmm. So those of you posting political things on Facebook, that's why you're never going to change anybody's mind. Mm -hmm. Yeah, don't Like, stop it. Stop doing that? No. Don't even read that. No, it's not. It's literally not worth your time. No, because it's not going to change your opinion. In fact, it often reinforces. Yeah. It it radicalizes people, so probably don't. Right. (laughs) But yeah, to encourage change we have to overcome the mental shortcuts right which is why it's so difficult to change we have to get over the physiological resistance to change and i think a lot of times what i see for me at least and for patients is it's a time thing i mean yeah you you can't make all of these sustained behavior changes and fight against what your brain wants to do which is the habit if you don't have time to pay attention to it. Right. If you're spread too thin, well, you're not going to overcome your neurobiology really that easily. Yeah. You need to put a lot of effort into it. Yeah. And you, uh, again, you have to be really present. You have to be problem solving, creative thinking. Like you have to actually be like, oh, here I am and here's what I need to be doing. Exactly. <laughs> again, our brains are like, that's exhausting. I don't want to do that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. So we're trying to override, but without the time, we're, we're writing checks our ass can't cash, yeah. basically. Yeah. So what's another reason why it's hard for people to change? A lot of times we don't even really want to make the true commitment. Mm-hmm. Um, often, again, we casually express our desire for change, but we don't actually make a commitment to accomplish whatever it is. Like, I'm going to eat more vegetables, but you don't mm-hmm. actually specify how or what or where. It's just like, mm, this is the thing I'm going to do. We don't actually commit to it yep. and firmly establish how we're going to do it. We're just like, this is a thing. And then again, we're beating ourselves up because, well, I didn't yeah. eat more vegetables. Okay, but you yeah. didn't really say how or why or what, you know? <laughs> yeah, there was no real information about the pattern that you were going to follow from right. here on out. Right. Yeah. I feel so bad, but this is my words are wind like theory. I just, whenever somebody tells me they're going to make a change, like that's cool. I believe in you and I hope that is true. And I will wait until I see you doing that. I just yeah. don't, 
because I know this jaded therapist perspective is I know how hard it is to make a behavior change. And I know the odds that people really do it when they don't make clear commitments. And so people will tell me stuff like this all the time, like, neato. And then (laughs) a week later, I mean, it's, it's, it's easier for me to well, as a therapist, at least, it's easy for me to predict when people are not going to succeed. Not going to actually do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, there are definitely times where I'm like, so you're not going to do that at all. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> neat. All right. That's yeah. Cool. <laughs> and I don't, it's not a blame no, thing. No. It's more just like, yeah, that's not. I see that it's not. Yeah. You're not motivated or there's not the capacity for that right now. Or yeah. You're yeah. not set up for that. Right. In this time, you don't have time for it. You don't have the resources for it, whatever. Right. So yeah. But the commitment is a big thing. People just say stuff, but then they don't actually have a commitment to the thing. To, yes. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of times, again, we we aren't specific or we're trying to change way too much at once. Yes. You know, this is where we need to use those SMART goals and like simplifying. So SMART, again, stands for specific, measurable, accountable, realistic, and time-oriented. So so I want to eat specifically, I want to eat broccoli. I want to eat four servings of broccoli, measurable, um, I thought always thought it was achievable. I don't know what accountable means. Maybe I tell somebody if it's yeah. accountable. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. And then if it's achievable, it's like I wouldn't make it seven servings of broccoli. Right. <laughs> I'd make it three or four. Uh, and then realistic, again, it's like I'm not eating 20 servings. I'm eating three or four. Right. And time limited or time oriented, I'm going to do this next week. Right. Yeah. As opposed to right. just like I'm going to eat more vegetables someday. Right. Or I will eat those four servings twice this week. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It has to be really, really, really specific. And again, the simplifying is breaking it down. You know, it's finding the smallest step towards that goal. And we tend to try to change too much. Any tiny behavior change is huge. It's a big thing, no matter what the behavior is. We can't change it all at once. We can't say, I'm going to completely change my entire diet. No, you have to do like the one vegetable with the goal. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you can't make it so broad and big. You, can, I'm, I'm going to climb Mount Everest. Okay, right. no, that's that's not how this works. That's too much. You, yeah. You're not going to achieve that. You've got to break it down. Right. Which is why I think, you know, this is a side note, but like <laughs> I'm going on a tangent, but I think like a 40, 50, 60 hour work week basically <sighs> is the stupidest thing in the world. <laughs> I mean, I do think like working is good. People People do well when they work and have goals have and have routines. like, yeah, sure. and standards and feel achievement, etc. I'm not saying like we should never do work. I'm just saying that the amount of work that at least in the US we are currently doing, it does not allow for no. like, beca- because as you can hear us speaking, we're saying there are so many effortful pieces of changing behavior, even in incrementally mm-hmm. and small buildups over time that like, if you think about your work week, what the hell, if you are a person that works 40 hours a week or is a student that much time or has kids or, I mean, like what, where is this time supposed to come from? Yeah. And I think that's just such a huge barrier. And so I think a lot about, you know, it's weird. I think a lot about with patients, this is a total tangent, but how to help them be in the best financial position so they can work less so that they can like actually attend to their mental health. Right. Which yeah. is. No, that's a, that's a big factor for sure. Because yeah. a lot of times, like you said, it is if we're if we're spread too thin, we don't have the, the capacity. We don't have the time yeah. to actually be attentive and try these things. And you're right, the American working system. 
I mean, I I think most people who work 40 hours a week work way more than 40 hours a week. Absolutely. Um, And again, then you have your other life responsibilities. And right. then where's the Unpaid fucking time labor. for you? Yeah. Yeah. Which is part of my struggle. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly it. Yeah. Like, I have patients come into me all the time and they're like, well, you know, I want to quit smoking. I want to get in shape and I want to be less depressed. And it's like, OK, well, we're going to have to change a lot of behaviors in order for that to happen. Mm-hmm. And you don't have any time for that right now. So the first thing we need to do is a time build out. And if we can't do a time carve out, then you're not going to be able to do the other things. Yeah, because the world keeps spinning, man. You have shit you're still required to do. And if there's not time and capacity... When, when and how. Yeah, exactly. So it's a lot of, a lot of times it's just a time constraint that makes behavior change so difficult, which I wanted to kind of like add into that one that you were talking about. Yeah. But yeah, we have to start somewhere, make it measurable. So rather than just saying, I'm going to start exercising, say, I'm going to start walking tonight after work for 15 minutes around the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. That's specific. That's measurable, time oriented. Mm-hmm. But again, check in with yourself. Do you have the capacity? Do you have that 15 minutes? Yeah. Maybe you got to start with five. Yeah. You know, I think all of us humans are pretty much at our, like these last few years with COVID and all the other kind of shit popping off, I think we're all. Yep. A bit tapped. A little, yeah, yeah. Do a a little assessment on what is actually achievable and realistic to you. Because again, that's failure part one. Yes. We, we make it too unrealistic and too high of a goal. Well, and I think, too, another reason, and this is I just keep adding reasons why behavior change is hard, (laughs) but another reason is because you are diverting time and emotional energy and financial investment into shit you don't care about, right? Like, it's stuff that doesn't really fucking matter at all, like people's perceptions of you, let's Mm. say, or like, if I go back to the work example, I know that some of us could be phoning it in more. Like, I know that some of us are working at this, like, really high perfectionistic standard, and I know that some of us are really devoting way too much effort and time. out. (laughs) (laughs) It was actually, I was thinking of somebody else, but (laughs) yes, you too. (laughs) Yeah, we were actually just talking about this earlier, strangely enough. Uh, But yeah, it's like, there are areas where you can cut corners that yeah. it really is not going to affect anything. Truly, truly, it's not going to affect anything. And I think a lot of, of this is about where you're placing your investments emotionally, financially, yeah. and time-wise. Yeah. Where is your energy really going? Where is your mental state? Where Where are you focusing? Right. Exactly. So it's like, okay, well, behavior change is hard if you're investing all of your shit into things that are not your values. Like, that's yeah. going to matter. Like, if you're... For example, I'll give a very specific example. If your value is your own mental health and you want to meditate more, this is something that, right, for me, yeah. that would be great. But then I am going to work and I'm doing all of this extra prep on shit that like somebody isn't even paying attention to. Yeah. Why wouldn't I just cut that one hour of prep and use that for my mindfulness time? Like that is, right. what, you know what I mean? So it's, that's another reason why behavior change is hard is because we are placing effort elsewhere right and And again it's a matter of checking into those habits and and being like where is there you know where is that time allotment what what can't what corners could we cut if we really wanted to make a change yeah because there are there are inevitably corners you could cut but i think it's hard to sometimes cut those corners yeah (laughs) sometimes i struggle i think yeah right i think a, a part where people struggle a lot in cutting corners is 
perceptions of others. I think that is like the biggest, mm. I think people, at least from what I see in my office, people really worry about how they're going to be perceived. Yeah. And I mean, just like it, it eats up a lot of time and attention or that they're going to hurt somebody's feelings or that they're not going to be able to save or uh, aid somebody else. And while these are all really noble causes, if you are sinking yourself, they ain't going to, you know, doesn't, right. doesn't really matter. Yeah. So these are all possibilities. Maybe we we probably have time to get through one more reason why behavior change is hard, but we might want to actually do a part two of this episode for why behavior change is hard because then we can talk about like maybe what to do alternatively. But we say these things because then you can look at the opposite of it. Like you can see yeah. what is difficult and see if you can hack the alter the other side of it, right? right? So if it's a time issue, making more time. If it's a motivation issue, finding out what you're really motivated for. Right. If it's a smart goals issue, if it's not specific, then use a smart goal, etc. Right. So what's the yeah. last one you have here? So a lot of times we also just neglect the toolbox or forget that we even need one. Yeah. You know, we can't fix our car if we don't have the right tools. Yeah. And if we're trying to change something about ourselves and be any different, then we have to know what that requires to do that. Changing our diet at a minimum requires a little bit of knowledge about what is healthy and what yeah. is a practical plan. Yeah. Like if you don't have any knowledge about any of that, then you actually even just need to take some time to do that. If you're wanting to do more uh, mental health stuff and maybe mindfulness stuff, you need to use the skills and tools within that. And sometimes we set these goals, but we don't even we don't even look at what we need to do the goal. Yeah. We and. And yeah, if we don't have a mindfulness app or a therapist yes. or a book or whatever, then we're not going to be able to do it without the tools to make it successful. Yeah. So we if, need reliable go-tos. Yeah. <laughs> and if we're not setting ourselves up, then the behavior change just kind of falls apart and then we get stuck in this negative cycle again. Right. And so these are some possible reasons. We do have a couple more, maybe like mm, four or five big reasons, maybe even six big reasons why behavior change is also hard and we'll also be able to talk a little bit more next week about like what do the statistics say about behavior change yeah. but we want to pause let you guys digest like we're not trying to be negative about it it's more just like let's look at let's the reality. realistic yeah yeah again I, I as a perfectionist and an overachiever i i tend to set those giant goals that i can't fucking achieve mm -hmm. and i i was just kind of finding myself in that state like come on like why aren't you doing this and mm -hmm. you know not being very empathetic toward myself so take a step back and reflect on what's really going on what do you have the capacity for what can you realistically do mm -hmm. it's great to be in you know that contemplative state of change but are you really ready for the action yeah <laughs> yep. yep i love that that makes a lot of sense do you have the tools that are appropriate the time the resources yeah. etc are you set up for it yeah so speaking of that what are we going to try to do for our outside of podcast experiment so for me clearly i'm wanting to work on improving my self-care and after doing this outline, I did realize that I had pretty broad, big goals that weren't really specific. <laughs> like, wow, Michaela, you really using the stuff you know. Way to yeah, go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do as I say, not as I do. Yes. So I've I've done the meditation one a billion and two times, so I'm not going to use that one, although it is a back burner thing I still want to keep doing. But I want to take a little bit of time to engage in one of my hobbies alone 
Yeah, alone. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So maybe I'll do something artsy, like drawing or coloring. Maybe I'll play my trumpet or bake or dance or sit in a face mask in a tub or something. I don't know. Love it. But I want to just take 10 to 15 minutes, maybe twice a week. Yeah. You know, I feel like that's fairly realistic yep. to do a thing of one of those things-ish. Yes. So. I love that. I love that. Yeah. I And I like how specific it is. How also. Baking sounds great. Um, right? I know. It's been so long and I used to do that a lot. Yeah. Baking sounds really good. Mm. Right? The cookies are starting to make my mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I'm going to, I'm more in the department right now of reallocating resources. I know for me personally that working the amount that I currently work, I think I've reached... <laughs> This is like crazy, but I, I'm at like max capacity for behavior change. I don't think there's much else I could change without moving my time or yeah. my resources around. There's just like, I feel like I've done a lot of behavior change and I've sustained a lot of behavior change. And I'm just, this is at, this is like the ceiling. Mm -hmm. And unless I want to break through and move to a next level if i do want to break through and move to a next level with more positive mental health there is going to be have to be a time sacrifice from something yeah and the thing that i care the least about <laughs> is working not because i don't care about my job but just in terms of like what is most important to me right now that's the least important i still need money but i need to figure out a way to kind of move it around so that i am working a little bit less and try not to putting as much energy into it at least exactly sure. exactly put less energy into it and find maybe creative financial solutions to get a little bit more money for a little bit more investment like really act or a little bit less investment so really actively put my mind there so that i can have the long-term time available for myself to make sustained behavior changes for later so that's kind of my thing i dig it yeah yeah so you got a joke for me this week yes so what's it called when a chameleon can't change his colors anymore i don't know a reptile dysfunction oh <laughs> <laughs> i love that that was really good Thanks. okay i'm gonna hit you with one more my therapist told me to shut out everyone negative that reminds me of my past I haven't gone back for three weeks and I'm really starting to feel better. <laughs> uh, oh, so thank you guys so much for tuning into our podcast this week. You can look forward to why is behavior change so hard part two next yep. week. And we'll talk to you then. Talk to you then. Bye. Bye.